welcome to the United States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Hello, all of my paranormal freaks out there. It is I, Golden Jay, changing his name to Hollywood Golden Jay. Hanging out with the rocker chick and J Dub. Always gonna be J Dub. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, um, watching on Netflix the Wrestlers series. Uh, It's just called Wrestlers, and it's about uh, the Ohio Valley Wrestling Association that's down there in Louisville. And the reason I watched it is because my old friend Al Snow is the uh is the main trainer down there and the owner uh co-owner of uh OVW. <laughs> and one of their wrestlers her name is Hollywood Haley J. Yes. And I'm like, hmm, I could change myself to Hollywood Golden J. <laughs> Nah. It doesn't quite no, flow, no, but yeah, nope. but it's still a fun thing. But anyways, go check it out. If you guys like wrestling, uh, it's an interesting show. It's a, kind of the behind the scenes of uh, of a um, lower tier of uh, the wrestling business. Uh, they have blown up since this Netflix uh, series oh, I'm sure. aired. Uh, I'm so happy for Al. Um, I'm not going to lie. The last episode of the series, I might have cried a little bit. Aw. Well, you know, I grew up with Al. Yep. And I found out in the episode that he's only about nine years older than I am. And I've been thinking about this. And I think me and Frankie Vegas talked about it in the golden 80s. Because when I was 13, 12 or 13, when I used to go with my dad to Lima, Ohio, to when he wrestled over there, Al was coming up through Midwest Championship Wrestling. Right. So, you know, I, I've known Al for a long, long time. And we got a chance to meet Al at the Midwest Championship uh, Hall of Fame inductions. Right. Uh, well, you guys got to meet. You and the boys got to meet. Like I said, he knew who I was when he saw me, which was pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But Because by then, he was already a WWE superstar. So, watching this show and seeing him again... And, you know, knowing he's been out of the out of the ring for, you know, a long, long time. He's still in the business, obviously, but out of the ring. They actually got him back in the ring for the final big show at the very end. And in the midst of this, they actually went and seen Ric Flair do his very last uh, wrestling show. And, you know, a big, big, big arena all chanting for Ric Flair going, you still got it. You still got it. Well... They sold out the the big show, their big show, and the entire crowd was chanting it out. You still got it. Oh, you nice. still got it. And I, it did. It, it still gives me a goosebumps. Are you going to cry? I might. Aww. I might cry a little bit. But it's good to see him. <laughs> what, you, what is that? What is that? So it's, this is funny because, like, at work sometimes they make us do silly little things during our meetings or whatever, and one of them was, like, what's – two things that's real about you and one thing that's not, and they have to figure it out. Well, my name's Bobby Golden. I said, I have the same name as, I don't, I don't want to call him a pro wrestler, but a semi-pro wrestler, you know. And uh, 
he's my father-in-law. And then, you know, most of them said that wasn't true, you know, went on and, um, but no, it is true. I have the same name, name as Jeremy's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure that one. Both Bobby Goldens. <laughs> yep. yep. No, I've never, I've never, uh, not had a Bobby Golden in my life. That's true. Go figure that one. Figure You'll never one. forget her name. It's true. It's true. <laughs> It'd be bad if he starts calling me dad. <laughs> <laughs> daddy. I call, you, I call you my daddy. Oh, Chase. <laughs> no, but he wrestled uh, under under his, that, I mean, his real name was Robert Golden. He always went by Bob, but he wrestled under Sergeant Bobby Golden, and that was his gimmick. He was a, he was an army guy, had the whole shirt. and Neat. Yeah. The good old days. And actually, if you read Al's book, he actually does mention him, kind of. He he got the last name wrong. He just called him Bobby Gold. Well, whoever, yeah. whoever printed it up or yeah, they whatever. fucked up. So Al, if you're listening, fix that. Fix that shit, would you? <laughs> I'd like to go down to Louisville and catch one of the shows, but uh, I've been watching them on Facebook and they've been selling out ever since this Netflix thing hit. So send him one of our posters. Have him put it up. In the we'll background, see it on Netflix. <laughs> That's a good idea. I I I wanted to reach out to him. This is before Netflix, I, you know, even started. This I, they were probably filming it when I was doing the Golden Odyssey. He was one of the people I wanted to reach out to and see if he would do it. And I just uh, chickened out. I fucking chickened out is what it is. Oh, why? Because I haven't seen him since. True. Uh, what two thousand and one, two thousand and four, whatever that was. Never too late to reconnect. True, true. But uh, now I don't want to attempt it because now he's back in the limelight. Yeah. And I don't want him to look like, oh, I throw you on Netflix. Don't put me. <laughs> I want to be Well, maybe friend. you don't have Netflix. <laughs> Everybody has Netflix. Do you have Netflix? I do, but I haven't seen that. Doesn't even come across my... Yeah, it's probably because you know. it's not in your algorithm. No, everything scary is. <laughs> yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Uh, I love the I love those shows like that the documentaries and stuff like that I could watch that shit all all day long especially if you get uh, like some of these um, uh, what is it uh, Sound Studio is one that uh, Dave Grohl from mm. Foo Fighters had uh, produced about uh, the studio that Nirvana actually recorded the um, what was the Nevermind CD the one that had Teen Spirit on it they recorded in that studio. And so I love watching shit like that. That's yes, my, you do. That's and my... I don't, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we have three TVs in our house. Yeah. And... It's interesting to me. I like watching behind the scenes in the studios. I could watch somebody record a podcast and be interested in that. I'm watching it right now. That is better <laughs> than what S-Dub makes me watch. <laughs> Lock-picking lawyer. <laughs> This guy picks locks on his YouTube channel, <laughs> and he must be an actual lawyer, but he talks like this, and he's very precise, and he's like, okay, so we're going to try this key. Oh, nope. Oh, I heard a click. Oh, we're going to try this key. Oh, oh, oh. Number two has a click. It's just so boring. That's awful. If you want to go to sleep, 
Look it up. What? Why? Why? Why is that something that 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 he's a what's the word I want? He's, he's drawn to thing, because he his his brain never stops. He is like a high functioning Rain Man. Yeah. And when he was little, when computers came out. He completely tore down his computer that his dad and mom got him and completely rebuilt it without any help. And he would take apart, like, telephones and then put them all back together on his own. He's a genius. But then he watches shit like this. And he can pick locks. <laughs> can he teach me how to do it? Probably. Oh. Just go watch that guy. You might uh, fall asleep uh, the first couple times. What, what is he doing right now, Jen? Let me pull up his camera. <laughs> What? Is he watching Lock pick lawyer or is he out picking locks? <laughs> well, he's probably doing both. What is he like watches it and like, okay, I can do this. Hold on. I'm watching and I'm picking. No, he'll, he'll watch it and this guy does all kinds of locks. <laughs> Just getting choked out. <coughs> Air freshener. Um, does smell good though. It does. Um, I can move that. So he's been... No, I like it there. <laughs> he uh, watches all these, and then he goes out and he buys locks. and then But he has one of those picking things like this guy has on the YouTube channel, and he just picks it. And then if he can't get it, he's like, damn it! <laughs> and I have to sit there and listen to it. Every time he puts it on, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. So I got in the barn. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I th- I can't wait till next summer when you're at Jellystone with us, and, and we he's get picking to, locks, and we get to really take in the whole the whole J and S dub thing. It's gonna be amazing. Well, okay. no, I'm gonna purposely lock my door and be like, Sean, can you open this? <laughs> well, over. we got locked out of our house, and he took a credit card and just smashed it in there, and the door opened. I'm like, how do you do that? I mean, I guess you can do that, but. Well, I am going to uh, definitely look forward to the summer. Yeah. Hanging out and watching the two of you interact and all these fun things. <laughs> well, we had a blast when he was here, man. It was so much yeah. fun. I'm glad he actually came and did that with it. Did a couple episodes with us. That was wonderful. Yeah, but once he gets, like, comfortable and, like, at the campground or something, you'll see a different side of him. Oh, is that good or bad? <laughs> sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's real. Oh, that's bad. all of us. That's all of us. Yeah, you'll find out how uh, how introverted we are at the campground, where we just like just don't leave our lot. Oh, we didn't. I didn't leave the lot at where we were, but I couldn't leave the dog either. So that was yeah. my excuse. Well, and the, we actually use that same excuse. It's like, well, we can't take Ozzy up there, but we haven't been able to play mini golf in a couple years because of Ozzy. Right, yeah, because he hates to be left alone. Does he bark? Yeah. Yeah, Shasta would too. Yep, he just sits in the camper and barks. We, we last we did it. Uh, we went to the store towards the end of the year this uh, this fall, this last fall, and uh, we we told Tom before it was like their last weekend there. It was like, hey, uh, we're gonna leave Ozzy in the camper. So if you hear him barking, don't think anything of it. <laughs> it's, it it'll be okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> He can he can manage. He's okay. He's uh, yeah. He's yeah. fine. He just yeah. He's like you're on the golf cart. I should be on there too. It's true. <laughs> That's what he is. This is what he is. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Oh okay. boy. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. At what age 
our children at what age? Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. At what age should children be held accountable for their actions? Oh. Wow. Oh, and there's a pause in the room. Everybody's thinking. Is it is it one of those things when you think about it, do you think about what you did as a child and then at what point you think you should have been held accountable for the things you did? Hmm. Boy, that's a tough one, Jeremy. I think if they're walking and talking. If they're walking and talking, walking they should be held accountable. Talking. If they can read and write and you know, spell and clothe themselves and shit in the toilet, then they <laughs> should be able to be held accountable for their actions. They know what's right and they know what's wrong. That, yeah. So I'd say about 10-ish. So you're, you're... <laughs> Listen, you're saying as long as they can shit in the toilet by their by the age of ten. <laughs> but you know what I mean. No, no, I know exactly what I mean. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer for this question myself. Yeah. I think that for me it was about I think I was thinking twelve or thirteen. Um, you know, as kids growing up, before you get to your quote unquote teenage years, which would be thirteen. I think you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to make a lot of dumb. You're going to do a lot of dumb things, but you have to learn from those. And I think by the age of 13, you've made a majority of your child, you know, childish mistakes. You know, and we're going to all make mistakes as adults. Don't get me wrong, but I think at that point is when you start being held accountable for, mm. you know, and, and, but you know that's not too far off. If you're saying 10, you know. She's just basically, basically they're being accountable right off the teat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're potty trained. You're <laughs> being held accountable for it. I'm sorry, but you can't say a four year old smacks smacks their sister, and you know they feel bad about it. They know they were wrong. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I think it, it's a natural. Inst- I think it's how. How how you're raised, how you're raised in your, in I don't your know. household. Some kids would smack their sister and not feel bad about it. True, but yeah. I mean, they're, <laughs> if, yeah, I think it's a whole, once you know you're hurting somebody or hurting somebody's feelings or anything like that, I think you're, you should be held accountable then. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Like I said, I don't think there's a wrong answer to this question. I think uh, I can go in several different directions, but yeah, I totally know what you're saying. It's a good question, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I found that question while eating Jimmy John's in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, as always, you know, uh, by now you've probably figured out that we're about to start the story, so <laughs> it's, in the show, it's in the show notes if you want to go ahead and start the show. <laughs> I probably should have said that. You missed a right? lot of good shit. You did. You did. All right. You guys ready to get into today's story? Yes. All right. All right, J-Dub. Let's do this. Okay. So I found this kind of interesting. It just kind of fell in my lap one day and 
I had never heard about it. Um, I found an article from the Daily Rec. rec <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Rectum? <laughs> Damn near killed him. <laughs> the Daily Rec. Wow. The Daily Record. Ooh, there uh, we oh, go. Oh, nice. And they wrote this article, and I just I read it, and I was like, this article, kind of like your story for Vamptober, you, you read the story. This article pretty much explained it, and it's really, I think it was really good. Okay. Cool. So cool. I'm going to read you this article that I found. It's pretty long. It's got a lot of information. But we are going to hear about Mel's Hole. <laughs> Mel's oh. magical hole. All right. Listen, I, I, I when she told me about this, I'm like, I'm I've never heard of this, I and I'm either. excited to hear about it. But I call my sister Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Mel's magical hole. Mm-hmm. I just added the magical. Magical. It's not magical. So you're gonna have to tell her to listen to this one. I'm definitely gonna <laughs> tell her. I'm gonna send her the link and be like. Did a story about you. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Enough, enough talk. Let's get into this story All right. or this article. All right. On February 21st, 1997, a man who called himself Mel Waters phoned a well-known late-night radio show that featured paranormal stories called Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Wait. Hmm. Did we just talk about Coast to Coast in the last yeah. episode? Yeah. Weird. Weird. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Um, At the time, Coast to Coast AM was the most popular place to discuss the paranormal, weird, and unexplained. It was the perfect audience for Waters to tell his story. Nice. He captivated Bell and the listeners with his tales of a seamless, seemingly... Thanks a lot. (laughs) Seemingly bottomless hole on his property that possessed mystical qualities. Local legend said it was cursed. The first settlers called it the Devil's Hole. Waters refused to give the exact location, just saying that he lived in Kittitas County, Washington, in a region adjacent to the Manistash Ridge. And two follow-up calls, it one in April 2000 and January 2020, January 2002, his stories grew even more extreme. There was no way at the time to tell that Mel's hole would continue to capture public attention for years to come. Waters, his neighbors, and, and the previous owners regularly used the mysterious hole as a natural trash dump. They dumped household waste, furniture, and and building debris into it for years, but somehow it never filled up. Eventually, Waters grew curious as to the hole's depth. On his first call to the radio show, he described an attempt to test the depth of the hole using a large amount of fishing line, about 80,000 feet of it to be exact. Wow. Waters claimed the line still did not reach the bottom. As a reference, the deepest cave in the world is 7,257 feet. According to the United States Genealogical Society outlines, 
the amount of fishing line that waters used would reach about the quarter of the way through the Earth's crust at its thickest. So that's a lot of fishing line. That is a lot. But the fishing line was only the beginning. Waters described an instance where his neighbor dropped the body of their deceased pet dog into the hole. The owner got the shock of their life when they saw their pooch alive, well, and in the nearby woods only a little while later. They recognized the dog because he wore the same collar, but the dog showed no signs of recognizing his owner and did not respond to calls. Sounds like Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, but, well, that came out in 1989, so, I mean, it kind of sounds like it, you know? Well, I mean, Stephen King did spend a lot of time kind of drawing off of things that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, local lore and stuff like that. Yeah, but so. this was 1997 when he first called. Oh. So oh. he didn't really exactly say when the dog uh, fair, thing happened, fair. so it could be before or after, I don't know. Sorry, I got my dates mixed up. Waters' claim was more than enough to terrify and enthrall listeners. Well, yeah. And another claim, Waters revealed that Mel's hole had strange effects on some everyday objects. Radio listeners hung on to every word as Waters mentioned the odd things that metal items and portable radios would start to do whenever they were near the opening of the nine-foot diameter hole. It's a big hole. He claimed that metals would mysteriously change into other metals or substances whenever he held them near the entrance. Waters also recounted an instance where he brought his radio to the pit and set it to his favorite radio station. But instead of music, the radio put out a strange, unknown voices program and the music from the past. It's a portal. So, like... Voices, old-timey radio shows. Yeah. Um, I have questions about the fishing line. What? Well, you said that the, the amount of fishing line that he used would have reached the center of the earth, basically. Right? Is that kind of what we kind of what we went with, or... A quarter of the way through the Earth's crust. Okay, okay. So I'm thinking, you know, you get down there the, into the core of the Earth, it's supposed to be like hot, hot lava. Yeah, maybe burning it. You got something that goes in that direction? I should shut the hell up. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? <laughs> Waters described many of his experiments at the pit, and each one seemed to produce a more unsettling result than the last one. In one of his final calls. Waters described lowering a bucket of ice down to 1,500 feet, and when he lifted it out, he noticed that the ice was warm but did not melt. He said it had changed into a flammable substance. The warm ice was not the only time that his experiments defied the laws of science. When he yelled it down into the hole, he claimed there was no echo. There was also no sound after large trash items such as refrigerators, televisions, were thrown into the pit to confirm that they had hit the bottom. Hmm. Now, this is, this is a little gross, but... One of Waters' 
most disturbing claims involved lowering a live sheep into the hole to around 1,500 feet, as he did in the ice bucket experiment. The sheep shrieked and kicked all the way down, then suddenly went silent. When Waters lifted it out, he found that the animal had been cooked. The sheep had also developed a strange lump, which, to his horror, started to move. He cut it open and found a fetal seal that he said gazed at him with intelligent, human-like eyes. Wilders went on to add that the creature miraculously cured his cancer. It jumped back into the hole, but was seen later by local sheep herders who claimed it radiated a benevolent presence. This chilling story may explain why Waters' dogs refused to come within 100 feet of the hole and why birds never sat on its stone retaining wall or metal cover. Birds also were not seen flying over the hole. The many strange occurrences that Waters recounted on Coast to Coast AM were not limited to items he lowered into the hole. Sometimes mysterious things would come out of it, too. Waters described a disturbing report from one of his neighbors who had seen a blacker-than-black beam of light coming from the cursed pit. He explained it as the light of a flashlight that, that threw out a beam of solid black instead of the standard white light. Was this during the day? Yes. (laughs) black is easily one of the most ominous colors that could come from a mysterious pit as it often associated with evil death and emptiness the talk of mel's hole eventually got big enough that the federal government caught wind of it Uh oh as waters recounted in a later call He was heading towards the hole one day when a man in a suit approached him and said that the area had been closed off due to a plane crash. The man told Waters that he was no longer allowed near the pit. Waters described seeing men in biohazard suits standing behind him. Soon after, the government leased the land and gave him a generous amount of money to vacate the property. Waters accepted the money and moved to Australia. The addition of a government conspiracy significantly increased interest in the urban legend. Mm-hmm. So he went to the other side of the world and mm-hmm. where the other half of the hole is. <laughs> in one of his other calls, Waters claimed he had come back to Washington two years after moving to Australia, despite a warning from the government to never return. He said police officers removed him from a bus and left him on the streets of San Francisco two weeks later. He had ivy marks on his arm, several missing teeth, and no memory of what had transpired. Waters managed to continue to his hometown but felt that menacing strangers were still stalking him. He was told his land had been taken over by the government and found the region had been erased on an early mapping system called TerraServer. But that was not the end of Waters' story. 
He said that he found a nearly identical hole in the Badlands of Nevada. This one had a metal ring that extended down into the ground instead of a brick lining like the, his Mel's hole. <laughs> like his hole. <laughs> yeah. He did the exact experiments at the Nevada hole as he did his hole. The site produced similar results. <laughs> Talk about Mel's hole has remained surprisingly steady since his calls to the radio show all those years ago. The urban legend has been the subject of many chat groups like Above Top Secret in 2005. In 2007, more people got talking about the urban legend in the Sheffield Forum. And in 2008, a tribal medicine man known as Gerald R. Osborne, or Red Elk, kept the legend alive when he claimed to see UFOs flying over the pit. He even suggested it was an underground UFO base. They were probably pretty pissed off that he was throwing all his shit down there. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. So not only are there aliens in the sky, there's aliens in the earth, Jen. Shh. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> A Facebook poll from the Daily Record asked people whether they believed Mel's hole was real or not in 2012. Some people from Reddit shared coordinates of possible locations and tried to get a group together to find it in 2018 as recently as 2022 it was featured in a podcast called astounding legends in may and an article on grunge in november like mel's hole this urban legend may have no end <laughs> the end the end so I, I guess the one question I have is why didn't he um, uh, d- uh, disclose the location after the government took it over? You know, why wasn't he like, oh, well, okay, so it's at uh, 5718 you know, Lexicon Drive. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, know. why wouldn't he say, why would, why would they leave that as an open end? Well, he said they took it off the coordinates. Right, right. But, I mean, he still knows where it is. Right. So um, why wouldn't he disclose that information to all the Reddit people? I'm going to look it up on Google Maps, see if it's on there. Okay. Do you have the coordinates on your paperwork? No, but I got where roughly it was. Oh. If her phone blows up, you know what would be really cool? If she drops in these coordinates and a fucking alien face pops up oh, and says... <laughs> You know that to go here. Does that what be an alien sound like? No, probably not. Is there a thing that says Mel's Hole right there? <laughs> no, it says, but it does say, where is Hoyo, the Mel's Water? <laughs> or the Mel Waters. Um, but he did say, when he said it, that it cured his cancer, that he had some aggressive form of cancer, and after being around that, it, that creature or whatever came out, it was gone. Hmm. So what do you think it was? Do you think it was an alien that came out of there? Was feeding on the inside of the lamb? Yeah. Or the sheep? I'm sorry, not the lamb. I was thinking, you said the, the sheep got cooked, and I was like, ah, oh, lamb chops are coming yeah. up. But how terrifying would that be if you put something like that down there, which is awful anyways, but, uh, but beside the point. 
and it comes up and it's got something bubbling and you cut it open and there's like something looking at you with puppy dog eyes. Um, uh, like not of this worldly. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, you, I, you, you said a seal. It looked like a seal is what you said mm -hmm. it was in the article. So immediately I'm like, oh, a seal. Mm -hmm. They're cute. I would think that I wouldn't be totally terrified if a baby seal come out. It was white you say they would cl he clubbed it or whatever, but nope, that would it took back. Went, went back. Jump back in the hole. Hmm. Interesting. You know that is standard procedure for uh that was that was standard procedure in the south a lot where they would throw their trash in sink holes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Oh yeah. We actually uh, took a. And have you ever taken a cave tour, J Dub? Yeah. Said they talk about that in the in the tour. We went, and we and we were in Kentucky. We went to Horse Cave. It was the only cave that we could go to, that would actually allow Montana, who was very young at the time, to go in because it had to be you know, over a certain age or whatever. But in this particular cave, they talked about how people would throw trash and stuff into the into the uh, pits and it would sink in the sand but it goes somewhere and what it does is it goes down inside those caves and that's where it would fall out you know the sinkholes would actually eventually drop all the refrigerators and old cars or mm -hmm. whatever the hell they threw in there would dump them in these caves which now are rusting and causing uh water pollution and shit mm -hmm. like that so what'd you find is it, they call it the tumor seal of the hole. Hmm. I mean, he's not horribly ugly, but he's ugly. Oh. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Looks like a creature from Star Wars. This one looks like he's got a ball sack on his chest. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that one's, <laughs> that one's not. <laughs> like an old man. <laughs> But yeah, that's a, let's go back to the dog real quick. So I mean, how does that play in? I mean, it, the dog was had deceased, was deceased, mm -hmm. and then you know, a couple of days later, you see him standing out by the woods. Same collar on and right. Same dog, but when the owner called him, he didn't even acknowledge him. So it has to be some sort of extraterrestrial or something like that. That they had like a so, EED machine down there. Something of life. Give him a little zap and put him back in. Clear! <laughs> or, you know, if it was extraterrestrial, like you said, um, who knows? They have all kinds of stuff that are beyond yeah. us in, you know, technology. Who knows? The dog could have gone down there and they were like, oh, well, let's experiment and see if we can bring it back to life. Oh, it's alive. Let's take it back up. Yeah, yeah, because he kept pissing on their consoles. <laughs> <laughs> well, and some dog. you know people are in a coma and they don't remember what happens. People die for like in accidents, and then they bring them back and they have no idea what happened. Right, they don't remember certain things or people, and so I mean that. I don't know. It's true. Could be a portal. Could be the same dog from a different time. Oh, interdimensional dog. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting because I had never heard about it. And I mean, yeah, never heard of it either. That's crazy. So, 
Did we? Did you and me talk about this prior to? I know that I only told you what I was, what the name of it. That was it, and then you told me about your sister. <laughs> that was it. So we haven't discussed this mm-hmm. whatsoever. No, because when you talked about the fishing line, I remember having that discussion, or somebody telling me that story, and I was trying to remember where I heard it from. And it's just been recently, I mean, within the last month or so, that somebody talked about that. And I don't know where I. Probably somebody, some podcast you're listening to. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but I don't remember. It wasn't one of ours, was it? I don't know. I don't remember seeing it on the radio. No, 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 no. Oh. I, I, my. I'm I'm trying to remember if like one of like one of the episodes of the other side if that was something we discussed and and I'm trying to remember that but well I listened to those too and I yeah remember. don't remember the hair I I just maybe maybe I'm having premonitions about the future and now I'm you're the Mothman you're gonna turn into Mothman crazy you're crazy I kind of had a dream about it Ow. all I know is that, that when you start talking about that and and I remember distinctly thinking about. You know, going through a spool of fishing line mm-hmm. and then tying off the next spool. I remember thinking about that as they huh. were lower in that. But I can't remember where I had that conversation. And I give that to old age. I'm just fucking old now. <laughs> and shit, this is not retaining like it used to. But mm. you know it's true. Oh, I, yeah. No, 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 no. You Probably walked in, me watch. You walked into the kitchen a little bit ago and was like, what the fuck did I come in here for? <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes later, I go back in the kitchen because I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel that. I loved it, man. That's a great story. I mean, it, it truly is. Because now I just want to go find it. I know. What? I just want to find the little creature to cure all of my ailments. Maybe right. my knees will feel better. And... My hip. I won't need surgery <laughs> on my hip. The I wrist might be ground. better. Yeah. Do what? It's a big ass holes in the ground. There's one in the Badlands of Nevada too. That one is not government. That one's not government seized yet, right? As of far as I know, it is now after they listen to our podcast because mm-hmm. now they know about it. <gasps> They're Shit. listening. Sheet. <laughs> There's a couple other uh, things that have popped up. When I've been researching stuff for the podcast that I've never heard of, and I'm like, oh. so there's a few That's, more coming that, up. Isn't that fun? That is some of the fun that I always have is is learning new things. You know, uh, Tallman House. I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, the bunk beds. Yeah, yeah I'd no. never heard of that, and it's hmm. like you get to go, you get to go learn all this stuff to. Uh, come do the podcast and it's like so fucking cool to be able just to find new stuff now you know for people that are you know very very into paranormal and stuff like that you know they've they've heard a lot of these different stories over the years and you know we're still learning some of these odds and ends but yeah i like the fact that there's certain things popping up around Mel's hole. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so that we had a listener that had either like lives around that area that knows yeah. more about right. the urban legend or anybody that has researched it or has heard about it. I would like to know what they would have to say. Absolutely. Um, 
my mom grew up around the Seattle area. I wonder if she had ever heard of it. Never know. I just that just popped in my head. She grew up around Seattle. Did she know Kurt Cobain? No. I just thought I'd ask. No, it's just so weird. So <coughs> the random things that pop into your head. Well, when you think Seattle, you think two things: the space needle and space needle and Kurt Cobain. S- space needle. <laughs> the needle, the space needle on the teat. That's <laughs> 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 terrible. Oh yeah, you're crazy. I work at that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it would be neat if, just like any of our other stories, but this one I had never heard of. So if somebody that lives in the, around that area, yeah. Yeah. Well, email us. The United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Or if you know somebody that lives out there, ask them. Relatives yeah. of the guy that lives there. Oh, are you a relative? I'm sure of you have. Waters, right? Stories. Waters? That's what he called himself. I don't know if that was his real name, but. Do you suppose, was, was he, did they ever say he was, if he was married at the time? I, not in that article and from what I saw. Right on. Would this, did the hole make him sterile? <laughs> I'm just saying. You just don't or know. Or made him fertile. It made him overly fertile. Mm-hmm. So if you're Mel Waters' overly fertile kids out there, <laughs> a result of his overly <laughs> fertile self, <laughs> let us know. It is something to think about, though. I mean, you know, if if he said if it's changing metal, changing metals and stuff like that, it changed ice to a flammable liquid. Yeah, weird. Yeah, or a substance. Sorry. Maybe he just maybe the ice melted and it steamed off, and he accidentally dipped into the um, UFO's uh, fucking gas tank. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, what happened here? I don't know. It's that's crazy. I mean, we could speculate on this for quite a while. Oh yeah. You have like it's like a elevator shaft or something, and every time they dump something, they have to. Pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it work. It's, it's kind of like now that I'm thinking about it. Um, Sean was telling me about this like hole in I want to say Germany or somewhere that they were researching it and they were, would put down a microphone because they didn't know how deep it was. And when you got to a certain like length of the microphone being down there. All you heard was what it sounded like screaming, like it was the depths mm-hmm. of hell. Yep. And that just reminded me of that. Like if he had sent a microphone down, would we have he have heard like screaming or whatever? But when I found when Sean found that the clip from that hole in Germany or wherever it is, that's oh my god, it was scary. Really, it was super scary. I'll have to see if I can. He can send it to me. I see. Now that reminds me of another story that I remember hearing <laughs> about. That, um, yeah, it was almost they lowered a camera down in there and and into a, a deep hole. And when they got all the way down there, it was like glowing eyes. And um, I'm trying to remember if they lowered a human down there so far, and he was like getting clawed at by something. I don't know, man. You know, here's the thing, peeps, my friends, my listeners, my paranormal freaks. I watch a lot of shit on TikTok (laughs) and I watch a lot of reels and I watch a lot of YouTube videos and and there's a lot of stuff out there. And and 
you know, sometimes I get them mixed up, so you have to forgive me. Oh, you know, they're chuckling about. You have to forgive me. Just, just forgive <laughs> me. I babble sometimes. A lot. He babbles a lot. Well, I spend a lot of time uh, talking to myself because I find myself extremely interesting. <laughs> we know it. Don't you find me interesting? Oh, so much. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Okay, so we, we, uh, we took a quick pause. Sean has sent the clip. That's um, that's uh, that's not right. This is fucking scary. It's a lot. That that was a that was a lot. Oh man! It's it was. It's called I don't know. Cola be... hole in Russia. Sorry. Cola hole in Russia. Oh, it's not in Germany. It's no. in Russia. Yeah. He said after they did that that they closed the hole up. Oh they, really? Yeah. They it freaked stopped. them out that much. Uh-huh. Oh wow. Right. Although, if they close the hole up, I mean, I, I bet it's still accessible. I bet they can still get to it and probably drop yeah, in probably. one of the newer um, condenser mics down there or whatever. Unless there's no way to get into it. Like, That's, they completely like, manhold it off. Right. Oh, I bet there's a way to get in there. There's always a way. It's Russia. You really don't want to go there. Russia. Mother Russia. And for all our Russian listeners out there. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about it? Yes. <laughs> Please. If you've heard about it, let us know. Yeah. The United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. We do have Russian listeners. Just saying. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to discuss a little bit more about Mel Waters' hole. Uh, Mel's magical m- hole. <laughs> I was trying to Mel's keep it on the... mystical hole. Hey, there's a bug. Hi. <laughs> We're trying to keep it on the on the upside there, you know. Uh, hit us up, the United States of Paranormal at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Uh, and you know, if you have anything else, you want to tell us a story, you want to send us your audio, you want to give us an idea of what you want to hear us talk about. United States Paranormal at gmail dot com. And don't forget about our website, the United States Paranormal dot com, where uh, you can go check out the merch store. We have some great merchandise on there. You can see what we look like too. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. We're sexy bitches. <laughs> Jeremy, especially. I am a sexy bitch. Sexy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to uh, tonight's episode. And uh, just remember, Tusop loves our listeners. We do. It's true. All right. Keep it creepy, keep it spooky. And I'll see you on the other side. Bye. Thank you for listening to the United States of Paranormal. 
check us out at theunitedstatesofparanormal.com or at any other of our social media pages. At Twitter, at T-O-S-O-P-P-O-D. At Instagram, at the United States of Paranormal. Or Facebook, at the United States of Paranormal. Or YouTube, at the United States of Paranormal 1795. Please check out our other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network. The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs Fans, The Golden 80s, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. And if you have a location you would like us to check into or a creepy story that you would love to tell us, please email us at theunitedstatesofparanormal at gmail.com. Please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen.